Mikey Mike. Jeez, this guy's feeling nice. Guy, <laughs> look at this guy glowing. <laughs> Yo, it's just the light shining on me, man. This guy's a funny guy. <laughs> you know, didn't Kanye West have a song with Drake? And his I'm about to glow up, I think it was called. Oh, glow up. Watch out for me. I'm about to glow. Yeah, it's glow. It's on. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. What's yeah. that album? The one that I think was like Caribbean plus UK influenced. Um, it's, it's the one where Drake is sitting on top of the CN Tower, right? No, no, no. It's the one after that. Um, it's just before Scorpion. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, it's, it was. It's it was. Okay. It was. Yeah. It was the like the last. No, th- th- I won't say that was when I my transition off Drake started to happen a little bit where I wasn't feeling him so much. But he, every album he has, he has a couple of good songs at least. So that was one of them, in my opinion. But yeah, I'm telling you, it's just the light shining on me, man. Where I'm at, it's real gloomy today. So I'm not close. So, <laughs> so what you got to do, wherever you got to go, you got to bring that light. <laughs> bring that energy. Let's go. Oh, man. Yeah, I got yeah. that from my brother, eh? The whole let's go. It was my sister's birthday, mm-hmm. um, and it just touched, like, midnight. So we were wishing her happy birthday, and this guy just came in the room, and he was amped. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, yo, it's your birthday. Let's do something. Let's go. And I was just dying. I was like, yo, how do you have this much energy? Like, I just woke. I set my alarm clock so I could wish her happy birthday. And I'm like, yo, how does this guy have so much? Like, if you thought I had energy, no, 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 Ron. He had way more energy than me. That's why I think he was just naturally better than me in sports. I feel that our younger siblings are, you know, they're the more energetic version of us. They always have more energy. They usually do better than us. It's like they kind of like watched all our mistakes when they were growing up and they just perfected it. So then they're always, they always end up being better. Well, yeah, they they should be better than us. And then plus on top of that, like... They were they were our human sized action figures when we were young, right? Where we could just beat up on them whoa, and they couldn't whoa, do anything. Whoa. I had like the closest in age to me were sisters. So I wasn't beating up my sister, my younger one, my older sister, she wasn't beating me up. And then my younger brother came like twelve years after me. So by then I'm like basically like the real big brother where he like really looks up to me. So I'm not beating him up when I'm like 15 and then he's three like come on man that doesn't look good it it doesn't matter man yo you still gotta teach them a lesson you still gotta you let them know who's the bigger boss you, you gotta show them what's up from time to time but i tend to be more of a the loving type where it's like you know what like i want to see you guys do well i'll try to say things the nicest way possible you know, but if you have to stand your ground, I'm 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 definitely capable of standing my ground with them. My style is more of a, hey, um, I just treat them pretty hard. Like I hit them with a whole lot of negatives, so then they could be like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna prove you wrong, and it's it's working. They 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 always been proving me wrong. I'm okay with my loved ones always proving me wrong, cause then I could see that growth. Right. Like, yo, I remember I used to say, oh, you know, you you can't catch a ball in football. Boom. The man got a scholarship. You know, I said, oh, you know, you I said some other things. I'm not going to go down uh, the list. But now he proved me wrong. Even my younger sister, you know, so I, I like that. I don't know if I'll do that in the future when I'm more of an adult, because I notice when I coach, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um 
But I like it, though. I think I get it from all those cartoons that I watch. You know how you have that mean, powerful person that's mean to the rookie, but that person becomes stronger? That's how I always think would happen. Sometimes I think it's necessary because some people actually do react well to that type of stuff, but not everyone does. And that's how you behave in the group chat a lot of times. It's like you're just like an asshole. Ron, I try to Ron. You try everything. to motivate people, as you say, but like some people aren't. They're not about it. Like they're not thinking like that. Like they're just they just want to have a conversation with you. You know, they just want to you know be just enjoy their conversation. They don't want everything to be like a competition where it's like you got to do this. You got to level up. You got to be like this. You got to be like that. It's like, bro, Mike, just chill the f out, man. Ron, when I see potential in someone, I want them to reach it, okay? It, it's tough. It's hard, you know? I, I, I understand. I need, to under, I need to learn that you there's times cater. to be competitive, you know, and then there's times where just have fun, right? But, Ron, I love winning, man. I love winning. Who, who doesn't like to win? Everyone likes winning. But what I mean is that, like, you're the type of person that reacts well to that, so... When we were in school, when we were doing assignments, all of that stuff, if the quality of your work wasn't there, like I'd be like making fun of you so that you could improve this garbage, man, because you're the type of person that reacts to that. But there's some people that don't. So you got to, you know, cater it. If I did that to the other Mike, he wasn't having it, but he's way more serious than you. You know, he, he can have, he has a lighthearted side to him, but... You can't, the way that I talk to you or the way you talk to me is not the same way you could talk to him. That's for sure. No, no, no. But you, you know what? But at the same time, the thing is that, I don't know. I, it's, it's when you're a Kobe fan, you know, when you're a Jordan fan and you hear how these guys act, right? You know, you want to you wanna act like that too. And but, but look, all of them always had beefs. Like, Scott, look at Scotty and Michael right now. These guys are like damn near 60, if not 60, beefing over stuff that happened, what, almost 30 years ago? That's ridiculous, man. Like, these guys need to chill. Sometimes it's like, it's not all fun and games for everybody, you know? So you just got to make sure that you cater it towards them. You can't just be like, uh, you know, I'm trying to be great and this is the only way to go about being great. Like, no, that's BS, man. It's only working for you. This guy wants me to be like LeBron now. No, no, so no, 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 you do not need to five. be like LeBron. I think that LeBron is like, he's the complete opposite of that. And I feel like that's too much. Like that is too much because sometimes I think he's doing it to kind of like, you know, figure out what their weaknesses are. But people don't look at it like that because look at um how he dominated like people like, you know, the Raptors. You know, he would always, like, make it seem like, oh, like, these guys are good. Like, they're doing this. And then he comes in the playoffs and literally demoralizes us. You know, so I'm just like, where is this coming from? Well, he has to. He wants to, when his when it's all said and done, he wants to ensure that his legacy shows that, you know, he defeated some great teams. Because I remember when he beat the Raptors and he was there. Oh, Dwayne Casey was on the team. Uh, that beat me in the playoffs when I was was when uh when I was on the Miami Heat team, um, you know, and they, he was on Dallas, so he tried to boost up Dwayne Casey, but we all know how that 
sorry Raptor team was with Demar. And don't get me wrong, I love Demar. I oh just wait, think, whoa, you know, whoa. you what? I love Demar. Like the man showed a lot of love to the city. A uh, LA whoa. boy wants to play in Toronto. <laughs> that's big in my eyes. You I just, are I just a feel like liar. No, Ron, Ron. I just feel like Demar. He has, he does great things during a regular season. And then we hold them at a high standard. Remember, this guy will... I remember some seasons, we would actually sweep the Cavs with LeBron. He would go we up never against... swept them. The, in the regular season. In the no, regular season. We came season. close. We came close to sweeping them. So everyone thought that, oh, we're going to beat them in the playoffs. Well, all I remember is a whole bunch of LeBron fans were saying, yo, the Raptors got it. And I'm just, I know I'm just pinpointing that one series, but there has been multiple series where he has broken my heart, right? And I had a lot of hope and he didn't, he, he wasn't there for me. And you know what, you know what they say, the best ability is availability and he wasn't available. So that's why I'm hurt. And he did this for, it's not like it's a one or two times, right? I'm a person that, that is, that will give second, third chances. He did that almost every season. Okay. I've already we had this conversation. He had a great game on Wednesday night, like a really good game, and you were still hating on him. Like it doesn't matter what he does, whether he has a good game, whether he has a bad game. When he has a bad game, you're 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 first in line to say something. You and one of my other friends. When he has a bad game, you guys are silent or well, did he win the game or did he do this? I, I personally think DeMar is a really, really good player. The The thing is, he's not legendary. He's not that great. Like, he can't beat... Oh, look at this guy putting on his shades. It's too bright out here, I guess. But, like, come on, man. He's not that great. He can't take over, man. Like, come on, man. Like, just no, no, give but that, this guy no, no. some credit when he has a good game. No, he he does, but here's the thing, Ron. When he has a good game, one of two things happen. Here or comes one of the two shade. Questions. So the first question is, did something lucky happen for him? And if we saw on Wednesday Wednesday night game, a, a game two against the Bucks, um, no Chris Middleton in the fourth quarter for a, a good portion of the fourth quarter and no Bobby Portis. So after – a bunch of guys go down, your mind is all over the place. So you're not focused. So they kind of took their foot off the gas. And that's what allowed, yes, Chicago did play a very good game before Chris Milton was injured, right? But they were surging back, Ron. And this is a defending champ, uh, a two-time MVP, a defensive player of the year, and the current finals MVP. So like, Ron, they were going they were going to win. If Chris Milton did not go down, they would have won that game. Let's just keep it a book. Honestly, man, it, like I, I'm, I'm tired of this discussion about Demar. Like I like watching him play. He's one of my favorite players. He's a good player. That's all I'm gonna take from this from now on. Like, just please, please, please. When he has a bad game, just don't talk about him. When he has a good game, don't talk about him. I will not bring him up. I just watch the game and I'll appreciate it for whatever it was. But I know that you can't not do that because if he gets swept or loses in five, sorry, and then he has a bunch of bad games, especially with Chris Middleton having an MCL sprain, you're going to be like, look at DeMar, look at DeMar. I know it's coming. That's exactly what you're going to do. So 
It is what it is. If Chris Milton doesn't play for the rest of this series, Chicago better win. Okay, Giannis is still the best player in the series. Okay, Giannis is the best player, but then who's number two? Who's number three? Who's number four? That's what I told you. It's always the first to get whoever has the best three or best two players usually wins a series. So that would be Chicago because Chicago has the second and the third best. They have well, DeMar and Zach Drew Holiday is really good. And Zach Levine not has never been there. Two guys. Zach Levine's never been there. All right. All right. But how are you liking, how are you liking the playoffs so far? I hate the play-in, man. Honestly, I wanted to talk about it last week. I think that it's BS that they have this whole play-in thing. They should just keep it the way that it was. Have it be that, you know, the top eight teams make it to the playoffs. And then leave it at that. Then start the playoffs. Because one thing I feel is that they gave some teams extended rest. You know? Like, some players, I feel like when you play that much in a short period of time, you need to keep on playing in order to maintain whatever advantage that you have. So, like, having players off for, like, a week while other teams are playing, you have situations like what happened with Minnesota and Memphis in Game 1. You know what I mean? A team that hasn't played in over a week is sitting there, and then this team had played during the week. They come and win game one. I think Memphis will ultimately win the series, but like I, I feel like that's an unfair advantage. Then you also have a team like Atlanta who is just healthier now, later, as opposed to earlier in the season. They're like the 10th team, I believe, or 9th, and then they're able to make it to the playoffs over a team like Cleveland who, you know, unfortunately, they have injury problems right now. So they ended up losing because they have injury problems, whereas Atlanta had them at the beginning of the year, didn't make it to the playoffs in the traditional format, and now they're there. It's ridiculous. And then my second, my third issue, sorry, is the scheduling for the Raptors series. I've, I, to be honest, I think I've only seen this happen twice, um, and both times... It's happened when the Raptors were playing a team that on paper is dramatically better than them or has the potential to be better than them. They have the best player, maybe even the second best player. And then the Raptors, they lose the first game badly. They play the next game, the, like what, they only have one day in between. Then they play, they lose. Now they're going to, what, Toronto? Instead of giving them two days off like they're doing for most almost every other series, the Raptors play game three while some teams haven't even played game two. Like, what the hell is that all about? So these guys aren't getting the proper rest. They're not being given the enough time to, you know, regroup, maybe have a practice day to focus on how to better attack a specific team. And now they're down 3-0. It's ridiculous. So what I will say for that is I agree with you because I had this conversation before. Um, the schedule is pretty weird because even look at uh brooklyn um on wednesday when raptors are playing game three brooklyn was just playing game two right that's ridiculous um, and now it it is but i look at it like this the nba wants to ensure that because we know the prime days are saturdays and sundays to having games aired um they want to ensure that game one is played on the weekend either game four or five is played on the weekend and at least game seven. And I think that's the best way to maximize the schedule because remember, you know how like 
one of my big issues when it came to the conference finals and then the NBA finals was that there was just too much of a break in between. So I think that's why they're, you know, three games per day, two of them always being on TNT or ABC. And on the weekends, at least we can have key games. So the first game, which is game one, the middle game, which will either decide who could advance or whatnot, and then game seven, the final game. So I think those are the reasons why they have it scheduled like that. Yes, it needs to kind of fix up and with the whole breaks in between, but I think that's the reason why. Now, when it comes to your play your play-in tournament comment, the, the one thing that I will say why I like it is because of what you just said. So you mentioned the whole fact of um, injuries and teams um, having earlier success. As we saw, the Cavs were having some great earlier success, but they had they were at towards the end of the year. Injuries just became a huge problem for them rather than the Atlanta Hawks, which towards the end of the season, they were trending in the opposite direction as the Cavs. I think what the play in tournament allows, it allows um, the one in the two seats to actually play a team that's a little hot rather than facing a cold team. Traditionally in the NBA, the seventh and eighth seed do not win ever. So I, I feel like it doesn't really make that much sense to have this whole play in thing where you know the team is going to lose. I think I can only think of two times in my life that I could recall an eighth seed beating a, a first seed. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just doesn't happen. So to have this whole one-week thing where, you know, it's like you have to play in to get the seventh and eighth seed. Look at even Brooklyn and, and Boston right now. Like, Boston is a really good team. Brooklyn is a good team. But look at them. Like, they're the seventh team, and they, they're basically getting washed off the court in the first two games. It's crazy, man. I, I want to see how this series is going to play out, but if Boston wins this series, man, I think BK is done. Like, they're, I don't think they're ever going to win a championship. That's going to be crazy. Um, but that's they just still haven't point. used Ben Simmons yet, but but we'll see, man. Because what would you not rather have James Harden over Ben Simmons in this situation? You know, what I mean, Ben Simmons hasn't played for a whole year. Talking about long layoffs, like usually you're not going to come and I know he's not a scorer. He's basically a defender and a distributor so maybe it's going to be a little bit different for him when he comes out maybe he'll have a significant impact we'll see but yeah like that and then what your comment about the scheduling they changed the scheduling i feel because lebron james complained at one point because remember during the golden state era um when they when cleveland kept going to the finals he, I I, rem, I I vaguely remember a comment LeBron made about like the scheduling, but that was when he was basically playing on his own. That was the first year against Golden State, where it was like they were playing re relatively close together. And then he made a mention about the scheduling. Next year they extended the scheduling, but that never happens for teams like the Raptors, is what I'm saying. It's like we always get the short end of the stick when it comes to scheduling. I'm not even going to talk about the officiating because we already know about the officiating in the NBA. The scheduling it was so I, poor. The scheduling has a huge impact on like how you perform, recovery, and all of that. You know, I, I just I, I always feel that the Raptors always get short. They either get the early game, 
they get these back to back to back or every other day they're playing and it's like no other team gets this man like just make it consistent across the board either give everyone back every other day they're playing or you give them two days in between travel or like two days in between game one and two like they did for like boston like milwaukee like it's just ridiculous man but Outside of the playing tournament, how do you like the playoffs so far? Has your bracket uh, bust I, yet? I, I didn't do a bracket, so um, this year I was not that in tune with it. But we'll see. I'm just enjoying the couple of games I've seen so far, except the Raptor games, because obviously my heart's too much in it. So it is what it is, man. How about you? Um, I'm liking it so far. Um, even with the Raptors losing, I just think it's a it's a great wake up call, um, you know, and it's like, hey, I love Masai, but, you know, we're going to need some big moves because we're wrong. We're right there. We, I honestly feel like we are two to maybe even one player, like one great player. Like, I'll be honest, if you put this Chicago Bull DeMar on the Raptors, they're, they're finals bound easy, right? Or if you could get maybe like uh, two solid role players, um, you know, like I was about to say Ginobili style, but Ginobili is he he a Hall of Famer, so I can't even say. But guys like more guys that would have an impact like Gary Trent, you can add maybe another wing like Gary Trent who could score and then another big that can help. We should be able to contend like look at the Boston's team, the Boston team, right? Um, but no, this is a good wake up call for the Raptors because we got Scotty and it's only his rookie year. So just imagine when he progressed and he's in year four or five, right? By then, those guys that are like Pascal and them are going to be too old. They're probably going to want a new contract and it wouldn't be smart to pay them that kind of money when they're plus 30. But you know, I digress, man. Okay. No, well, we'll just ship them. And then get some more assets for them. We did it with Damar. We could do it with those guys. <laughs> guys, welcome to Knowledge and Nonsense. This is episode 54. You guys listen to us wherever you guys get your platform. Or, oh my God. Wherever you guys get your podcast, man. Oh my goodness. Yo, I'm telling you, you're glowing. I, it's the glow up. It's the glow up. You guys, Ron is feeling nice. Like, Bro. like I haven't seen... I haven't seen Ron Smile this much before. Because I like, messed up, man. Whenever I mess up, that's my thing. I'm ner- my nervous, like, uh, smile. But I'm not really smiling. I'm just really mad. But it doesn't, it's not smart to be like, oh, F this, F that, man. No, 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 no. It ain't happening, man. Look at you. Look at this guy. Is, woo, you've been doing some woo-sai, eh? <laughs> this guy's woo-sa. calling me uh, Martin Lawrence, yo, and Bad Boys too, yo. Woo-sai. <laughs> I don't know. Where do you want to start today, man? You want? Oh, wait. How about we talk about some Toronto slander, man? Did you see that TTC subway incident? The person pushing yo, someone onto yo, the tracks? Ron, this is why I don't feel comfortable with people. Like, I know she wasn't wearing a mask or she wasn't wearing some type of costume. But this is why I feel nervous when people wear costumes and I don't know if it's for a special event or I or even bigger. I don't know who's in the costume. Right. Because one of these crazy people can just that light bulb can just switch on. And, hey, maybe I should cover my face so they can't get me. Yo, 
when I was a kid, my mom, whenever I was standing by the yellow line as a child, my mom would always snap. She's like, stay back. You never know who the hell's there. You may lose your balance, fall into the tracks. Like, and now when I'm on the subway platforms, I'm hugging, hugging the walls. Like I'm really close because you never know who the hell's around you. You never know what's happening. You'll never know what's going on. It's just, you know, that and then the scene I watch in House of Cards. I don't know if you watch House of Cards. No, no. Well, this is like a, something I, I, I guess it's a spoiler if you haven't watched it. Um, but in the first season, one of the, the last episode, like the whole thing, like the anti, the climactic scene was like this guy pushed a girl into the subway track. So he's like a politician who's going to, and he had a sexual relation with a reporter. She was going to snitch on him, and then he just pushed her onto the tracks. <laughs> Killed her. Did she die? No, she died. But it was like, it was like, that was like the last episode of the first season. It was crazy. Like when I saw that, I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, that was definitely something I did not see coming. But yeah, man, when your back is towards the platform, when you're around people, you know, you never know what they're going to do. It's it's scary, man. I, like, I don't know what the backstory of this thing is. I don't know what led to that. I don't know if the person just had an altercation. Who knows, man? It just seemed crazy when I saw the video. This is why, and again, I this is just all speculation, right? But sometimes when you see people that are a little bit unfortunate, Try not to be like disrespectful. I'm not saying she did that in any way, but I I see it sometimes, right? Someone asks for money and then someone say, Hey, get away from me. You're nasty, you're dirty. And then maybe these guys might just have you had enough, right? Maybe that was the boiling point. So I don't know. Again, that lady, she I'm happy that they caught her. She's gonna be you know they were charging her for attempted murder. That's but come crazy. On. But apparently the train was coming, I heard. And she did, like, the lady had to roll under, like, into, the, like, the flat part to avoid getting hit by the train. So that, to me, would be attempted murder. <laughs> like, if the train is coming, you push somebody. And she that's the only way she was able to survive. That's definitely worthy of that, in my opinion. Oh, no, I'm not saying, I'm not saying she shouldn't be charged. I'm just saying, like, she she's getting... She, she, her charges are pretty, you know, it's not like, oh, it's mischief or, um, you know, disturbing the peace. No, no, no. You're attempted murder. But, hey, she, yo, the girl, the girl, she, Ron, after she rolled to protect herself, you know, she had a broken rib cage. Um, she had a messed up nose and she's still she's still all right. Yo, she has a, such a cool accent. Like I was actually listening to her interview. She has such a unique accent. I recommend everyone go on YouTube and just type in Toronto girl getting pushed subway. And yeah, you'll hear. No, no. Like her accent reminds me of. Um, have you ever watched uh, Modern Family? Yeah. Uh, uh, Eva Longoria. Is it? Eva? No, that's no, not her. Like Vergara. Sophia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of Tony Parker's wife. Sorry. Um, <laughs> this guy, they all look the same, I guess. Eh? <laughs> no, no, it's not even like that, but no, no, like her, their accents, they sound so familiar, it's crazy. They're they're very alike, yeah. Okay, well, I, I never saw any other videos other than the pushing video, so 
Maybe I'll check but, it out to yeah. hear what you're talking about. Yeah, but no, but she's she's in good health. She's okay. She's fine. And Ron, like she had to go back to the hospital to check up. Guess how she got to the hospital? Subway. She took. Yeah, she still took it, which is crazy, do, man. Like, yo, I like would I be said, Trump. Keep your back against the wall. That is the key. Don't ever be near that yellow line. I don't get it whenever I see people standing there. It's like if somebody like someone could even accidentally hit you, you know, and like, do you want that? Like, I've seen someone get hit in the head by the car once. I nearly got hit in the head by a car or like a, by a bus once because I was standing too close to the the edge of the street. And my head was in the perfect area for, like, you know, the the rear view uh, things, the side mirrors. It was going to smoke me yeah, in the head. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that's it's just ridiculous. Like, just be, you know, aware of your surroundings. Do not just keep your back against the wall. That's the key. Keep your back against the wall, any wall that you can see. And if there is no wall, just stand in the middle. Simple. Ron, it's a fun game to play, you know. <laughs> when you're when you're when you're teeter tired between the white line and the yellow line, it, it's it's fun, it's fun, but Bro, it's a very dangerous game. Man. Stop this silliness. <laughs> no, no, no. I I I played that game when I was a kid, right? But as an adult, no, no, no. You you know the consequences, so I don't play it anymore. You're something else, brother. You are something else. Uh, like uh, those, maybe maybe that's why. I'm not like into like roller coasters. I, I I have a fear of flying. Like I hate heights. Like I that's my thing, you know. I, like I'm not. I guess I'm not that much of a thrill seeker. So maybe that's why I don't play these games. Yeah, and since we're on the new, the topic of um the subway, uh, the transit system for Toronto, um, everyone that is taking it, be prepared for. Uh, well, the strike has already happened. Um. Yeah, the 19th, today's, yeah, so it already happened. So, yo, Ron, why do you, whoever is leading these movements, yo, I need to find them out. This needs to be a new job, okay? <laughs> I don't know what, the, I don't know what you can call the position, but the way how they can unite people in such a large, for such a large company and unite them to actually have them walk off. And to still come back and get their job and get more money? I don't know, man. A lot of people should be looking into hiring whoever is in charge. And it, this is a business, man. It's usually people that have unions that are capable of doing this, right? If you have a union, then you can get away with this. But most of the jobs that we work, there's no unions, man. You walk off. <laughs> you walk. You don't come back. <laughs> God, you come back. They, they'll just find somebody else just replace you and it's done we're, you know look, look at your number. situation we're, man remember what we're happened just with a you? number ridiculous yeah we're we're all just a number right exactly man that's why we say if you die today tomorrow you'll be replaced so don't worry about you know this foolishness that they try to make you think like you're the most important worker for them it's like no like they will always find somebody else and that's why we should focus on you know other things i know that money is one of the most important things in this world but like come on man you you basically cannot sell your soul for these people like you see union workers do it all the time they always step aside don't work whether especially the teachers obviously they're the biggest ones we see do it 
you know, TTC workers. And it's like they know that they have leverage because if, you know, parents have to take time off work to take care of their kids, that's a whole thing. It's a huge issue. You know, same thing with transit workers. Like uh, transit, I'm pretty sure, you know, I've taken it only a couple times throughout the whole pandemic. It's not as, you know, as efficient as it used to be, you know. So then now you add in the fact that people go on strike and it just makes it 10 times worse. So they have leverage, you know, so eventually they're going to get whatever it is that they're looking for or at least close to what they're looking for. We can't even forget. Remember when we were young kids, those custodian workers? I swear it was like every two years. I would always have to bring my garbage home. Yeah, honestly, like I actually saw an, a pretty interesting thing. I don't know if it's necessarily true, but I I don't know what I, what country it was, but it was in the Far East. So whether it's Korea, Japan, like China, apparently one of their school systems I read, I don't know if this is true, but like they don't have custodians. So it the, it's a kid's responsibility to clean up. So they actually have a session throughout the day where the kids are the ones cleaning up the school. And it's so to who show cleans the washrooms. Apparently, it's the kids. So it's the bad kids who. No, no. Apparently, it's like clean. all the kids. So what's so, like every after every use? I'm assuming. No, like so, like they have a time throughout the day where uh, like all the kids are supposed to clean. Oh, so scheduled. Like yeah, like grade so ones are day. in charge of the first hour. Grade twos. I don't know how it like breaks that. down. I just read the article, but it kind of shows the importance of like equality. You know what I mean? Like. We got to take care of our environment. You know, it, it kind of makes it seem like, and I, I get this vibe too. You know, if you know somebody else is going to clean it, you don't ever think that there's any onus on you to clean it. You know, so like, it's like whether the garbage pile up, if you know that somebody's going to clean it, people will throw garbage and then the shit will fall on the floor, you know, and they don't care to pick it up. Whereas if you know that you're going to have to clean it, you're going to be a little bit more tidy, you know? It's like people that live with their parents, you know? Usually, the way we grew up, the majority of our moms would tend to us if we asked them to or if we needed them to. But when we become adults, we got to clean up for ourselves, you know? So then it's like if you have that ability or that understanding that, oh, man, I'm going to have to be the one to clean this up today, then you're going to be a little bit more, you know, thoughtful, you're not, you're not going to be as thoughtless, careless, or careful, I guess is the proper word, as opposed to being careless, where you just throw it wherever. So I, I like the fact that they are teaching kids how, like, a, a big lesson of responsibility. Um, I also like the fact that there's always that, that, I, that thought of, oh, if you're custodian, you're nobody, you're dirty, you know, you're, you're not that important. Now it's teaching those kids, hey, this is a very important job. So I guess um, they won't have that negative thought towards a custodian. The only negative that I don't like about it is that it is taking away another job from somebody, right? So now that person who could have been a custodian now needs to look at for some a work somewhere else. That's the only negative that I could say about that. But like it, like I hear this at all, all the places, you know, like how a lot of jobs are being taken away for like tech, you know, like where it's like AI robots are doing the, the jobs. Yeah. I, I feel like it's kind of like that, like 
if you have somebody if or if everyone is cleaning up like the majority of the areas like then the custodians could come in and do the deep clean you know they can make sure that everything is like tidy like at the end of the night you know whereas throughout the majority of the day it's being maintained because realistically why do we truly need custodians to be that involved throughout the day if we're just all thoughtful and we just put our stuff out they can be the ones that throw away the garbage at the end of the day they can be the ones to do the deep cleans they still do it anyways you know what i mean but now you're just taking one of the tasks that they would be required to do away from them no i agree um so did you see uh spider-man so spider-man he he helps a lot especially with uh this you uh, see cleaning. like so perfect example good segue the nigerian spider-man <laughs> yes yes yo you guys please please like it's funny but at the same time it's honestly it's a great cause yes it's a little jokey the man like he goes around the streets and he cleans in a spider-man costume right um so it's very hilarious, but at least it's creating awareness. Like, I know for a fact, if this guy was just in a hard hat, a vest, and he had, like, his uh, his tools, nobody would be paying attention. It would not make it on BBC. But because he's wearing that Spider-Man costume, it it brought, it brought got him. Like, Ron, his, his, his clip art on Spider-Man, on BBC, is him doing the Spider-Man webs. Like, I'm <laughs> dying. Like... But like, that, <laughs> but think about that, right? Like even him, that's yeah. his main. Like you know, I actually forgot about this topic too. But like that's his whole like thing. It's like if we take care of our environment, it's gonna look better. And then he added in the fact that like a lot of people have a negative, you know, view of like Africa, you know, primarily Nigeria where he's from, where it's like it's not the cleanest place, you know, and stuff like that. And he's just like just have some pride. And where it is that you live, you know, don't just toss your garbage wherever the hell you want to like actually properly take care of it, man. Like and then like, you know, beautiful places will remain beautiful. Um, you know that I'm like on a West Coast trip like I was in the town of Banff like like a couple like a couple of days ago now. But like I was there and it just the place is clean. You look at the environment, you see the mountains, you see like all the trees and everything. You don't see garbage everywhere. Can you imagine if people like the way that they live in the city where they're just throwing stuff everywhere in a place like that? First of all, almost all the animals would die. You know, the water that looks like crystal clear will no longer be crystal clear. You know, like it'll definitely impact the environment. So like just have pride in where it is that you live. You know, I didn't see cleaners all over the, the town of Banff when I was there. You know, people were actually putting their stuff where it needed to be put. And and literally, that's all it is, man. Just have pride in where it is that you live. Have pride, like we talked about last week, in your appearance. You know, discipline. Like, all the, it's, it, it's just simply discipline. That is what's lacking, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. You know what, Ron? I agree 100%. Just... It's it's all about caring, and if you care, you'll make a difference. You'll you'll make a change, or you'll just be a part of that movement if you care. But yeah, would you wear a Spider-Man costume to get people to clean? I'm not that built yet, so I don't think I would wear it. 
you know i'm not i would wear like it would have to be a costume where it's not spandex okay so which superhero wears it hancock or something <laughs> I, give me like let me be um so no superman costume no uh no batman maybe like iron man give me like iron man suit <laughs> Give me like Iron Man or even Hulk. Like he's always wearing his shorts, you know? Give me like Hulk. <laughs> but he has yeah. no shirt, man. You see you're not built, so you just want to run oh, around yeah. Yeah. with no shirt and these uh, ripped jeans. Talk about discipline, sir. You know what? Okay, fine. <laughs> Let me. You, okay, fine. We want to be, uh, we're talking about image. Let me be Professor X. That guy is clean <laughs> shaved in a suit. Come on. <laughs> That guy is always looking clean. Yeah, let me be Professor X then. <laughs> Yo, it would be fitting with a bald head, but I don't know. You have the facial hair, so. I know I can't cut this. What 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 costume would you wear if you're a superhero? I don't think I'd wear any, man. I can't think of a superhero that I could be. I'd be like the, the Hancock, maybe. I guess that's the simplest one. Just be Hancock nah. before he started wearing the suit. <laughs> nah. I would say I would say you would have to be Green Lantern now that you got the ring. <laughs> I see you wearing your ring, man. Like this guy, this champion. This guy's always wearing rings now. And your rings are like infinity gauntlet big. So <laughs> I don't know. Nah, 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 nah. No, you know what it is? You know what it is? Um I had a moment um last week. And and like I was I was working on some of my stuff and then I was like, yo. Like, I don't know what happened. I just had a moment and then I had an epiphany and then I was listening to the song and then I saw my ring and I was like, yo, every time I'm working hard, I'm paying, I'm paying, you know, dividends for the long term. So, yo, let me start wearing this ring. And it reminds me. And honestly, because Ron, I'll be honest, sometimes I get sidetracked easy. So while I'm wearing the ring, it helps me focus and it reminds me and tells me, hey, you're working, you're doing something good. Keep it up. Right. Mm. I was thinking of wearing it. I was thinking of wearing it when I sleep because sleeping is good. But then I was like, nah, 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 nah. It's only when you're working, not sleeping. So, yeah. So I, I wear the ring every time I'm doing something productive. So we're doing a podcast. I'm being productive. Okay, sir. Okay. I understand. Oh, my goodness. This guy's giving me a look now. And, and the thing about. <laughs> And you're and now people are gonna be like, oh, Mike's out here showing off his ring. Mike's out here. I'm not showing off it off. His ring, man. That's all you're oh, doing. Oh my goodness. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Wrong. We, we all champs here. You know, we oh, all <laughs> need to celebrate. Um, but there are actually oh, some people whoa. that actually. I, I yo before you segue, I just wanted to ask, because remember your your idea of being a success, eh? You said we're all champions now. So what does that mean? Like. What is successful in your eyes, sir? It for what? It success eh. is different in diff, in everything, in anything? Let's just say in life, what makes you a success? What makes you um So see see and see, even if it's to me, see, that's even a harder thing because if we're just So for me, what I consider success is someone See, that's the thing. Like, I'm saying someone, but I can also talk for myself. So if I'm just going to talk about for me and I'll know that I'm successful uh, when I could, you know, just provide for my family and be comfortable. I think once I could do that, 
um, and just be happy in my current situation and I can look into the future and still be proud of it, then I will know that I have reached success because that's the thing about with life. You know, it's not like life just starts, right? It's not like, you know, you have the finals and then that's it, right? If you win the finals, you're automatically successful. You can move on. But every day, right? Every day, like, look, Ron, um, at one point, our success would be graduating school. But now that we're older, you know, there's other things, you know, like, look, you took another big step and you got married, right? That's a huge success, right? And I'm on that path soon, right? I did mm. say, remember, I said, I'm going to get one or two rings. I did say that and I got one. Let's see what happens with the second one, but we'll see. We'll see. Oh, shoot. She's listening too. I shouldn't even be saying this, but it's whatever. She's going to be all giddy. She's going to call me. She's going to be like, I heard what you said. So, hmm, hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's yeah, exactly we're... what's going to happen. But, yeah, that's. <laughs> I was just curious because of uh, last week's talk, man. It actually got me a little bit heated, like uh, your whole successful uh, thing. Because you look at everything like champion, 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 and that's really annoying. Because I feel like if your barometer is always like championships, you know, getting like the million dollar house, getting the million dollar car, getting the million dollar wife, getting the million dollar kids, like all that type of stuff. Like you're never going to be happy with anything. You're always going to be chasing something that may not be Mm -hmm. perfect for you. So then when I heard you talk and I was thinking about a little bit more, I was just like, man, this guy, like this guy must not be happy. (laughs) No, no, I'm very happy, Ron. No, no. But the thing about when it comes to sports, now fantasy, success is making it to the finals. (laughs) Yeah, fantasy is make it to the finals. That's success. And then anything that comes after that, right? When it comes to sports, yes, there are growing um, there are successes that come in different forms, like when the Raptors became We the North, when they when they lost to Brooklyn, that was success. When they lost to the, the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals, that was a success. Even though it did not result in making it to the finals or winning a championship, I still consider that a success, right? But at the end of the day, we all when it comes to sports, we play it. We only do two things. Well, sometimes it could be three. The third one would be fame. But who cares about fame when you have a championship and when you make money? I feel like those are the two main things when it comes to sports. And if you can accomplish one or both, you're successful. Fair enough, man. You want to segue somewhere. Where was it? Yeah, like we were talking about people being happy and people celebrating. So I wanted to talk about... uh the situation with the guy in Kentucky who uh remember it was his birthday so uh so I'll give you guys some <laughs> this is a crazy situation um but you know what honestly Ron you know I'll give you my opinion afterwards so apparently you guys uh, so there's this, this guy named uh Kevin he uh from Kentucky um it was his birthday fastly approaching uh he told his workplace to not do anything for his birthday because he suffers from a certain conditions. Uh, what did he suffer from? I just want to anxiety, it was, uh, but like there's yeah. some. I guess there was something that happened with his uh, birthdays that was significant that he didn't want to recount. Yes. So he told the office, "Please do not celebrate." That was his wishes. 
Um, apparently his boss did not um, know about that or just over just ignored it. I don't know what happened. They still did a surprise party for him. He was really, really upset um, with it um, to the point where he had to actually even walk out. Um, yeah. So but honestly, Ron, I feel for him. Uh, now he's also he was awarded a four hundred and fifty thousand dollars um his lawsuit which i feel like he is he deserves 100% and they should also cover his his legal fees as well um but like there's one thing you missed so like the the thing that kind of brought me to think that this was kind of weird is that he had a panic attack and then he left the party then he came back and apparently people were grilling him about it like the next day and then he had another panic attack then they told him to go home for two days. Then they fired him or they terminated him. I don't know if with cause, without cause, whatever. That's what made him get the lawsuit. But my question was that, or the thing that they were very vague on is his panic attacks. It seems like he may have assaulted somebody. That's the vibe I was getting. Because like he had the panic attacks and then they let him go as a result of the panic attacks. And it's just making me think like, what happened? Like, if somebody just has a panic attack, you're not going to let them go just because they had a panic attack. So something must have happened during that panic attack. I I don't think he hit someone, but I I wouldn't be shocked if he, like, destroyed the office. Like, he, like, flinged things, threw things off the desk, kicked things over, maybe even broke a glass, like a window, maybe of that sort. Um, it just seems I would very assume. weird. No, but look, but Ron, he wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have won all that money if he hit someone. Because in the office, because of easily just, yo, you hit someone, you have no case. But technically, it's a mental health emergency if you're having a panic attack. So I feel like that's something they may be over, willing to overlook. I guess. But hey, at the end of the day, regardless of how, I'm just going to be real with it ridiculous you think someone's request is this is where it comes to just respecting their wishes hey, that's true that right? part i agree just, with wholeheartedly yeah ron i seen a picture of someone protesting um animal cruelty and then i saw a person eating like a chicken burger in front of them i was like come on man like respect like it's that's where it just naturally comes down to. Just respect. Even, like, I, I won't lie, man. If I was a boss and then someone said, hey, please don't celebrate my birthday, I would personally be like, okay, this person's joking. This person really wants us to celebrate them, but they're just being extra about it. That would be my first thought. But I would approach them maybe a few days before and be like, hey, are you, so any birthday plans? I would go with a with a happy uh, vibe. But then if they... If I'm getting, okay, they're serious, they're not about it, then I'm going to back off, you know? I might walk over and say, hey, happy birthday, and give them a card, but no big surprises. Just respect them and give them what they want. It's nothing too, too crazy. And they're saving the office money. They don't got to spend money on the cake, decorations, and food. So be happy. Yeah, that part I, I, I do agree. Just respect him, as you said. If he says he doesn't want a birthday celebration, just don't do it. You know, you guys can send a memo like that. That's that's OK. But there is something you said that I wanted to impact. So somebody's protesting animal cruelty. 
and then somebody else is eating a chicken burger in front of them. Don't you feel like with respect it should work both ways? So if I'm eating a chicken burger, you know, is that that big of a deal? Ron, okay, no, I, I hear, I know what you're trying to say, but what I'm trying to say is the fact that, like, it's a group of us protesting right here at this very location, and you just have to stand right in front of me and eat a chicken burger. Like, but what about you, when you could pick another day to protest or another location or just protest on the other side of the street? But, but remember, don't be eating it. Remember when they were doing that in front of Chick fil A's? So it's a chicken burger shop, and you're trying to go get a chicken burger, and then they're protesting in front of the Chick-fil-A. What are you supposed to do then? They're literally protesting yeah. where you're going. So, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to get the chicken burger. You're probably going to hear something. You know, it's like when people protest and they lay down on the street. Are you going to drive over them? What if you have to go somewhere, like, really quickly or really badly? If you r drive over that person, now you become, like the worst person ever but it's like people never took into account that you may have somewhere you need to be really quickly you know like it's ridiculous i just think again it's all about respect i think i remember that chick-fil-a when they would just lay there on the floor i think that's wrong right as long as if someone is peacefully protesting allow them and let them express themselves right but once it gets out of hand and hidden agendas are now <laughs> being act on then that's when i'm like okay it's we're losing focus here like i won't lie them laying down in front of the store where people are trying to enter in that's not a peaceful protest a peaceful protest i should be able to walk past and act like oh I should act like nothing's happening. The only negative comment that should be coming out of my mouth or in or I should be thinking is, oh, we got another crazy person protesting on the street. That should be the <laughs> only negative thing I should be saying. Other than that, if if I have to say more, then maybe your peaceful protests may not be so peaceful. Fair enough, man. Like that part I can agree with. It's just like. Sometimes I understand in order to get things to change, sometimes you have to push people to, you know, into inconvenient circumstances. But like sometimes I feel like you need to be able to read the room, man. It's not always the best thing to do at a certain time. There's other times you can do it and it would be significantly or way more impactful. But hey, man, like, you know, like they're doing what they do. A lot of changes are happening in the world, so I'm assuming that it is, you know, working, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Now, Ron, uh, I'm going to kind of backtrack a little bit. Remember how I have this fear of people in costumes? Mm -hmm. So there is another reason why I'm even more nervous. So Canada imposed some sanctions on uh, Putin's uh, daughters. Uh, he has two daughters. Um, I'm kind of I'm very scared because when it comes to guys, OK, when it comes to males, there's three things you don't play around with when it comes to guys, sports, money and the females in their lives. Those are three things you do not play around with. And now we're playing. And now we're doing this to his daughters and we allow, you know, especially here in Toronto, we allow people in costumes walking around and a lot of things are going on in the subways. 
this summer, my hot boy summer has come to an end. Okay, I am staying inside <laughs> this summer. What like what does that have to do with this costume business, man? You don't know who's in these costumes. Remember, there were some stories of how Putin was organizing the whole um, the the rallies at the borders, right? Where even the government, the Canadian government, came out and said, "Hey." We could be experiencing experiencing some terrorist attacks. It could be cyber. It could be um, in different forms. But there are some hints of terrorist attacks. So I don't know. We got people pushing people. We got people stabbing people at the at the subways. People walking around in costumes. And now we're 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 doing something to a man's daughter. Yeah, Ron. Nah, nah, nah. I'm I'm nervous. I feel that to some like honestly. I'll just be completely frank. I don't have that much information on what the heck is going on with Russia. Um, I, I I kind of believe that all the sanctions that they're placing on people are all against people that in some way are benefiting either Putin or the Rus- Russia's war or invasion efforts, whatever you call it. Um, but, like, it's just, it seems like now it's like, we're going after people based on, so like, let's say for you, you have your certain sins. Instead of directly going against you, they're going against your kids. You know what I mean? It's like, what, what's it's that all about? It's not it's good. It's not good because I feel like now you're, like the lines are getting so murky, you know? And if you start doing this, can we not start, you know, making comments about things that happen, like say, you know, during like all those co- countries that like all the colonial countries, you know, we talk about all the the slave masters, etc. Like back in all those days, like when slavery was a thing. If we're now punishing, you know, the children of somebody that's doing something, why is it that when people are trying to punish the descendants of these people, saying that hey, maybe you should start paying us for all the labor, all the stuff that you did back then, you know, even we see it with the natives in the Catholic Church, like. So now you're basically making it seem like it's okay to go after those people. So now you've opened up a whole nother argument because you we see in those areas, almost all the countries that benefited from say slavery or all the businesses, they're not they're not paying for their sins. Like a lot of these things is like their kids, you know, the kids own this or their descendants or their great 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 grandchildren own these businesses. Should we not be able to go after them now based off of this behavior that we're implementing against Russia? Make it all make sense, Ron. Make it all make sense. I don't get it, man. Like these guys, it's like they keep doing these things and kind of like talking out of both sides of their mouth it's like whenever it benefits you 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 make a decision based off of whatever that is like right now they're putting all these sanctions on russia it's like well like there's a bunch of countries that are doing all this foolishness in the world and we don't see sanctions as you know aggressive aggressive as we're seeing it now now like russian athletes can't even participate in sports you know it's like they can't represent russia or Belarus because they're attacking. It's just to me this. I just want it all to make sense. We just need to be consistent. We got to stop picking and choosing when we are for something and when we're against something. You know this is ridiculous. Whoever was listening to the podcast 
and heard Ron talk about how poor the housing industry is and got it up there and got it fixed a little bit, a little bit, please listen to what I'm saying now and leave the man's daughters alone. Please, please. I am a Canadian (laughs) citizen, right? I want to be able to walk freely, leave the man's daughters alone. Because once you start playing around with a man's females that are important to him, I don't know, man. Uh, hey, that's when you, you wait. A couple of weeks back, we saw what Will Smith did for Jada, right? <laughs> <laughs> we saw what Will Smith did, to, did for did for Jada. Create love will make you do some crazy things. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, no, man. Like it, we just gotta be a little bit smarter with how we're behaving uh, in this situation. Everything just it, it doesn't like. Sometimes I don't even think this stuff is real. Like it doesn't seem real. It just seems like so weird. I don't know. They, they, it doesn't make sense. Like I was watching the, uh, the, the, the whole conference on YouTube, and oh my goodness, it's like I felt like it was all a lie. Oh, we're doing all we can to help out you, Ukraine against Russia, and we're gonna do more. So why don't you just send people in there and just? push russia out rather than it's like it's like it's like we're watching a bully beat up someone and we're just in the background cheering for them cheering is nice and all but if someone's getting beat up sooner or later someone needs to step in right you're just going to keep watching like what if russia just takes over what happens then oh you know they tried their best but we couldn't do anything no you didn't do anything from the start But then if you do something about this, then now people are going to start questioning, why don't you do stuff about other stuff? Like this, this is like, like I have like a few Palestinian friends that are like posting up things that on like what Israel's doing in Palestine. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, okay, well, that is comparable in their eyes, you know? Like, again, I don't know the full, you know, spectrum of all this information, but like it, it's comparable and they're not doing anything about yes. that so then it's like well why is it that you know ukraine is so important whereas palestine isn't you know <laughs> like that that that's like something that people would put the question out there like you know it doesn't make any sense like just be consistent be across the board if you see something that's unjust speak out against it you know help the people that you feel are being persecuted and go forward man like if like we we don't, we have to stop having these discussions where it's like we could actually see that they treat certain things completely different based on i guess the countries involved you know the part of the world that it happens it's just ridiculous man and they're try and it, it always seems like whenever they get on board something they try to make us all agree with them regardless of your opinion on it you know and it's just it's just crazy, man. It, like, all of this is just madness. It is. But this is the world that we live in, right? Mm-hmm. What about that uh, Egyptian girl on TikTok, man? The one that's being trafficked. Like, she got charges for human trafficking because she basically got girls that follow her to go into like a they to follow a link to join something it 
yeah i i tried to read and i try to make sense of it but like this just doesn't make sense like the rules in different parts of the world is like i, I always say it like it, it always it almost always feels like we're lucky to be in north america because simple things that we do here in different parts of the world is like these big crimes where you'll go to prison for it's crazy yep ron you think you think the way how we talk about certain people on this podcast rob rob we wouldn't be here right we would be in a prison cell next to each other well i guess we could that would even be wait, better because then we can do the podcast live talking about justin timberlake like what jt jt justin timberlake <laughs> like what <laughs> no 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 <laughs> but no like um we are see this is why i wish there was a balance because sometimes we're a little bit too relaxed here on the west but over in the east they're they're way too i'm not even going to say a little bit they are way too extreme um i'm just going to just you know just the way how females are being treated over there like over here hey power to all the all the ladies over here and power to the ladies over there too i just wish that you gave them more opportunity like i personally feel like as a race if you're able to uplift everyone male females old people, young people, once you could do that, your race will just naturally evolve and become greater. So they got to take, like, empower your females, give them the opportunity. Yes, I won't lie. You know, if I was rich and Ron, this is probably going to sound very, very sexist, what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it. If I was rich, I'm talking like LeBron James money, right? Or even less than that. Like, let's just say I had a professional career in something sports acting whatever i would personally want uh, my wife to stay at home i wouldn't want her to work i would want her to stay home and if she wants to you know uh do any business if she wants to create any business or she has any ideas she can definitely execute and live it out but because we know that we're conditioned to know that females are the caregivers and the nurturers Right. I would feel more comfortable her being home than me because I can't do anything like we remember we talked about cooking on one episode. Right. And us trying to copy mom's cooking is a failure. Waiting to happen. So. I just went on a big tangent. I just see I just see you glowing and looking at me. So <laughs> this guy, man, I don't know. It's just like I feel that if anybody had that level of money where it's like they're able to take care of their whole family and they're the only one working i feel like you would prefer that you know yo yeah like if your wife wanted to do something that's fine she could do it but like she wouldn't have to need to do something like it is let it for be a choice there. exactly you'd prefer it to be a choice and ultimately like I guess it, it comes down to culture too, because over there, I don't want, I don't know. I guess it's extreme by North American standards, everything that goes on over there. But like some, it seems like some people are okay with it. It's just like, I just don't understand how something that seems so like, like it just seems so common here. You know, you, someone has like a, uh, an IG page or a TikTok page and then they're like hey follow this link to go here and then it's like you go to that link 
in North America, people don't even think about that. Like, remember we were talking about a couple of weeks ago about in Australia, how now they're trying to, you know, let these influencers actually like, hey, if you're pushing people to go towards like financial scams and then they actually lose money, we're going to charge you. You know, like that, like that's how crazy it got. People are scamming people in the West and like b implementing charges to some people is crazy you know, for financial scams, because they're saying you should be a little bit more responsible. And over there, just getting someone to click a link to a site that is not approved up in that country is like enough for a charge, a human trafficking charge. Man, like all I'll say is like people, if you're here, just just accept how lucky you are to be here. Because you are. think about how many TikTokers, IG people would be in prison if this was something that happened over here it's crazy so i wonder because they say it's human trafficking i'm wondering because um you know a lot of these tiktokers vloggers uh instagram influencers because a lot of them are let i'm just going to be completely honest they are a lot of people consider them beautiful good looking um maybe that's why they feel like because they're making money off of someone's appearance so maybe in their culture or in their law system that's why they're considering it human trafficking I'm it's because guessing. of the site it's the site when i was reading they were saying it's a site that they're being forced to or going to like there's some sort of like it's i guess like the way that the site comes across is not necessarily I guess the most glowing way. I, I guess it, they do some bad stuff or it appears like they do. I don't know. But it just, to me, I I don't know how this equates to human trafficking. But, like, over there, that they, they, they're pretty clear that it does. So, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> At the end of the day, if you want to do something and you're serious about it, and especially... If you feel like it's a multi, it's one of those multi-million dollar ideas, you need to, you need to confirm that the law supports you. That's all I ask. Just if you feel like, hey, you want to create, I don't know, like a certain type of cell phone, make sure that all the requirements are checkmarked, right? Um, just yeah. do your homework. That's true, man. That's true. Um, well, um, one of the, like, there's a topic I saw, and I, I experienced it recently, like traveling. Um, the U.S. is now saying that you don't have to wear masks on planes and trains. And it's very interesting because I, I think I mentioned to you, like, I was in a couple of uh, traveling scenarios at the airport where people are just hacking up a storm, just coughing, sneezing all over the place. Like, Bloody. I don't know what's going on, man. It's like... It's very weird because we spent two years of our life staying home for the most part. You know, like if you had even been around somebody that was sneezing, you had to go get tested, you know, for COVID. You know, you were exposed. You had to stay home for like 10 to 14 or five days, depending on when you were exposed. Mm -hmm. Now people are going on flights and they're sneezing, coughing and like, nobody's even batting an eye i don't get it and then they're not testing people or people don't have to get tested 
you know, unless if they are showing symptoms, it's just a weird one. And then now you add into the fact that U.S. is like you don't have to wear the mask. What happens when people are coming here from the U.S.? Like, what is the rules when you're going from here to the U.S.? Like, I don't understand, man. I just wish that this world was a little bit more consistent with how they're going about this. Like, if it's good for one country, why is it not good for another? You know, it's just we just live in these weird times that don't really make much sense. <laughs> it doesn't. And I feel like all countries or maybe not all countries, let's go all continents should at least be on the same page when it comes to uh, these guidelines. Um, Cause look in America now, you, you know, uh, on certain flights, you don't need to wear a mask. And also certain like domestic flights, most of them, you don't need a mask. Certain international flights, you don't need a mask. Um, but here in Canada, oh, our rules are still super, super strict to the point where players or certain athletes still can't come to uh, Canada. I understand what the whole has when the, the Blue Jays, did you watch the Blue Jays play? Did they play the Yankees yet? Oh, so apparently uh, there was a report that a bunch of them got vaccinated. So they'll be ready to come to Toronto. Mm, I wonder which one they got. I wonder if they got the ones that are like available or if they got the same one that Matisse Thibault got. The majority of people I saw, they were getting the Johnson Johnson because that's the one shot. Because yeah, you get the one shot. Yeah. So I don't know, man. This is just... I just think it's weird um, how dramatically things have changed so quickly after being in this situation for so such a long time. It's just crazy. But um, the, I digress, man. Like, we expected this to happen, I guess, at some point. Yeah, everyone's everyone's it's it's weird because everyone wants to get back to normal, but you can't just forget about the last two years and everything we were up against and put through. Um, like, look, I, I ref, and I saw it was so, like, I see these guys just coughing and, and and spitting. Like, I'm talking like they're doing the nasty cough. Like, I'm not going to make the sounds for you guys, but it's one of those. Like, just think about it. And they're, and they're, they're on their team's bench, and they're, you know, turning, they're turning back and, and spitting like Ron, it's just so nasty. Like I understand. Yeah, we're trying to get back to normal. We're trying to feel more relaxed, but get up and go in the washroom. That's the thing. Like that's the only reason I personally don't want these mandates around. But you got some dummies on this planet that just do the dumbest things, and they cause, you know, they cause these things that can actually hurt others. So. You know, sometimes I want us to just be adults, but then there's times where I'm like, sometimes, you know, we need that hand holding. Adults are just big kids, man. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't be fooled, man. Like, I'm telling you, don't be fooled. <laughs> kids learn it from somewhere, man. Like, I'm just like, I'm saying it, man. Like, if you're just coughing up like that, it's like, yo, like, you know what I mean? It's like, man, like you can go to the washroom you know, maybe use a tissue, you know, maybe you cough into your arm. Like, you'll just see people like, <clears throat> like, just out in the open. Everyone's like, the hell's going on here, man? Like, no mask. 
and it's just like okay all right man like you just you just stay away from them that's all you can do i guess but um the last thing i just wanted to touch on personally was um that uh listing that apparently was on facebook in toronto where somebody was listing a bed a single bed for 420 420 dollars per month i'm assuming for people to live in um you did touch on the fact that you thought it was a 420 joke which could be possible you know but this is the state bro this is the state of toronto potentially man i'm hoping it's a joke but like if people are listing beds like for 420 a month yo i i don't like honestly what's the point of living in toronto anymore man if that's the case like there's no point living in the gta like these houses don't make any sense. The rent prices don't make any sense. What you get for what you're paying for makes no sense. You're literally just getting a place to sleep <laughs> and you're paying 420 and you're going to be sharing with two other people who you don't know. Like what? Some people might actually like that. You know, they get to meet new people. Stop this, man. I, the, you know what? If the room was more pimped out, then I would say, okay, you know what? It's not that bad. But, like, those beds don't even look like it could support me, Ron. Like, like the three beds, it reminds me of uh, Goldilocks in the three beds. You know when Goldilocks, after <laughs> she has beds, a porridge and she's three tired? Three bears, man. This guy. Yeah, yeah, the three beds, yeah. Like, and they all, why did they all look like baby bear's bed? Like, it didn't look like mama's. <laughs> it didn't look like papa's. They all look like baby bear. So, um... Does it make I personally sense? feel like I personally feel like this is going to be the new trend. Like this is going to to now other people are going to be like they're going to monitor this. And Ron, if someone says yes to this, it's game over. Housing, the housing market in Toronto will be if you thought it was bad now, the next 5 6 years it'll even get worse if people are actually saying yes to this. But you already know that people are saying yes to this. It's all under the table. There's nobody that th- that is this reckless, you know? Like, someone's going to see and be like, man, there's likely a rule against this, but they're just still going to do it. Think about it, man. Everything happens, now, man. It does. Now, my question to you is, do we, do we need to penalize the person that put up that listing for the 420? I feel that you should. There's, there has to be a rule against this. You know, like, it's... First of all, I don't... Like, uh, like as I'm getting older, I'm starting to see, like, a lot of, like, the things that we thought about, like, how Toronto's, like, this great city. Is it really that good? Especially during, like, times like COVID, where one of the biggest things about Toronto is, like, the downtown, like, how everything is so vibrant and stuff, like... During COVID, a lot of this stuff is shut down. It's made things a little bit awkward. It's like, what? Why? Why is it that we're putting ourselves through this to live in this city? And it's like, it's super expensive. We're not really getting what it is that we want all the time. You know, it seems like in order to buy a house, you have to drive two, three hours away from Toronto, and then you have to work in Toronto. You know, it's just like, what's going on, man? Like. It's just a sad, sad time for this country, man, I think, when it comes to housing. 
and it doesn't seem like anything they're going to do is going to improve the situation. If anything, it's just getting worse because, like you said, there are people that are going to start accepting this, and they're going to be living in these places. You know, there's a lot of buildings where it's like the the property owners, they don't they don't really care about their tenants. You know, they're not really doing anything for them. And, like, it, the government, are they really watching these people? They don't care as long as they're getting their money, it seems like. It's all about the dollars. All what what's that song? It's all about the money, money, money. It's all about the money. money That's all it money. is, man. It's crazy, yep. man. But we're just like it's it's starting to get real sad, man. It's embarrassing to be honest, too, in my opinion. And this is what gets me really, really upset. And it comes and it touches this point and also the point of the subway incident. We are. Well, not we, but the government is spending our tax dollars and funding on other things that do not involve Canadians directly, right? Where some of that money should be pumped in, you know, in different ways to help us be able to support and buy a home so we can support our family or being able because they were talking about after since a lot of these incidents are happening um, in the subways, they were talking about creating a guard. But apparently, if you put up a guard at every station that currently doesn't have one, it would cost over a billion dollars. But yes, so we're helping countries that are countries that isn't Canada. We're helping so many people, giving so much money, but yet still. We have our own issues and we're saying we don't have enough money. It doesn't make any sense to me. And we're suffering over here while we're helping out other people who are not Canadians. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we shouldn't help. Right. But help your own first before like Ron, I would not expect you to help me over your wife first. And I don't expect me to help my you before I help my girlfriend first. Like if both you guys were having issues at the same time, I'm more than likely going to help her first, you know, because I, you know, because she's more right. And I would vice versa, same way. But like, I don't know why the Canadian government thinks differently. I like, honestly, this is this takes me back to what we were saying about how like kids at their school clean up, you know, as opposed to having custodian. Like as I'm starting to get older, I don't necessarily feel entirely comfortable with a lot of the decisions that the politicians that we, you know, elect make. Like a lot of the things that they do, you know, I know that they're trying to help the majority of people as they say, but like, what is the majority really? You know, if 51% of the population is like, I want this, that's 49% of the population that says they don't want something. You know what I mean? That's like... That Like, I guess it's the majority by number, but is that truly the majority? You know, there's so many differing views, man. Like, it almost makes it seem as if, like, we should just take more onus on ourselves and stop putting so much of a dependence on the government. Because it's like, they have so many different things that they got to focus on. So it's like, at the end of the day, they're not always going to make the best decision for you, so to speak. And it's just, it, it, it's it's annoying, man. Like, again, the housing market has just gotten out of control and they're not really moderating it, you know? You know, the subway system, they have it at the on the UP or the Up Express where they have a guard on it when you get to Union, you know what I mean? But, like, 
they need it at every single stop to avoid people being pushed on. They don't. Like, it's just, like, they do they really even clean, like, the cities? Like, I know that, like, that's caused mostly by people. But, like, who cleans these things, man? Like, so it's just, like, littering is just, like, overrunning the city, you know? And then it's, like, it always seems whenever they want a significant train change they try to put the onus back on us so then it's like what is truly their responsibility like if every single time there's an issue they put the onus on us like even something that we didn't really touch on today that ottawa man who was defrauded on the tax he's like a retired man and then this numbered company that apparently they don't know exists basically has somebody using that man's name to file the taxes now he owes money even though he doesn't work. And then the gov- the CRA is telling him he has to figure out who it is. It's like, wait, you guys are basically telling this man that he has to figure out something that you guys aren't able to figure out on your own. That like, like all this stuff just doesn't make any sense. They put the onus on us, then maybe it's like we shouldn't be paying as much taxes on certain things that they're not necessarily doing to help us, you know? Maybe we should pocket a little bit more of that money. That's something that I've been thinking about recently. I guess next time there's like a town hall, a city hall. Um, you know, sometimes like, during elections, the government will call and say, hey, you guys could call into this number, something, something. I guess I'll, I guess I'll be seeing you there, Ron. I just like I'm starting like as I'm getting older, it's like things that I thought made sense don't necessarily make any sense anymore. You know what I mean? Like I thought as you get older, it makes sense. But some of these things just it doesn't make any sense why we do the stuff that you do. Like you said, we're going we're donating money all over the world, wherever there's an issue. And it's just like we're out here and we have a whole heap of complaints You know, it's like, and the example you use makes so much sense. You know, like if you were helping me before your girl, or if I was helping you before my wife, it's like, bro, that like, come on, man. Like we, we understand it in that simple term, but we don't understand it whenever it comes to like just general things. Like if we, you know, are losing a lot of money or if we're spending a lot of money uncontrollably, maybe we shouldn't spend so much money. You know, like it makes sense in our own life, but then the governments, they just keep racking up more and more debt. Makes no sense, man. Not at all. Not at all. And these are the people that we have running our country or running our province or running our cities. Again, a lot of them are good, but it's a few bad apples that ruin the whole bunch, right? It's in it's in every case. It's not the majority. It's just the few that makes everyone looks terrible on their side yeah man but what can you really do with it what can you really do is there anything else you want to touch on no i'm just really liking the glow on you man look at you glowing up jeez yo man something inside me is telling me that you need to pause when you say this but i can't find it in me to say because it it doesn't really make sense but i do want to say pause my god man Stop saying I look glowing, well, man. Like, what the hell? It's like I have a halo over my head or something. <laughs> you're you're an angel, you know? You know, look at you. You just Pause. said you got a halo over your head. No, I said you're making it seem like I have a halo over my head. 
you guys should you guys should see Ron. Next episode, you guys will be in more detail about why Ron is is so glowy. <laughs> uh, well, make sure you guys tune in. This is the this is our first to be continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you for listening to episode fifty four of the Knowledge and Nonsense podcast. You guys can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, not platforms. Jeez Louise. <laughs> one love. Yes, one love. And you guys, please stay safe when you're at the subways. One love. Oh.